You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Relationship Radio listeners, how are you all this morning? And don't stay fine. In my psychiatric therapy groups, nobody's allowed to say fine because it really doesn't indicate how you are. What emotions are you experiencing this morning? Are you sad? Are you happy? Are you angry? And did you know that there are actually only six basic emotions? Yes, that's true. Happiness, sadness, disgust, fear, surprise, and anger are the six basic emotions. And they are responses we have to various stimuli that are stored in what's called our amygdala, A-M-Y-G-D-A-L-A, which is located in the limbic or the mammalian part of our brain. We usually experience emotions without much thought. Feelings, on the other hand, originate in a different part of the brain and are influenced by personal experience, beliefs, and memories. And a feeling is a mental portrayal of what is going on in your body when you have an emotion. And it is the byproduct of your brain perceiving and assigning meaning to the we, hear, we have some background noise, so listeners, I don't know if I can control that, but I apologize for it if I, uh, if I can't. So emotions play out in the theater of the body, and feelings play out in the theater of the mind. You might be asking yourself, what does that have to do with anything? Why do we care about emotions and feelings? Here's the answer. We can't change our emotions, but we can change our feelings. We are not stuck in our feelings. So if you woke up this morning feeling depressed, you might ask yourself what emotion the feeling of depression is tied to. Usually the emotion is anger or sadness. Depression, you might know, is anger turned inward. That's really what it is. We can change the feeling of being depressed, by exercise, and at the same time we can honor that we are experiencing the emotion of sadness. The learning I hope my listeners obtain from this little bit of information is that you can change your feelings. You are not stuck there. Feelings evolve from the meanings we attach to our emotions. Knowing the pathway between emotions and feelings will help you in all areas of your life. And I like this. I, I created this little term, this idea. Become a feeling Columbo and examine the emotions behind your feelings and if your feelings are connected to a past experience or event. So there's my little lecture for the morning. And with all that being said, today we have a return guest because many of my listeners have written to me and requested that Mr. Sam Pond discuss what the challenges are for men in today's NEP culture. 
In my previous introduction of Mr. Bond, I shared with you that he has such an impressive repertoire of accomplishments. Our entire hour would be gone if I named all of them. Mr. Pond has been a Shakespearean actor, an award-winning writer and director in advertising, a playwright and a screenwriter. Mr. Pond was married for 15 years and has a son and became a coach for men. And I just love this idea. It's sort of unique because there aren't that many around, a coach for men only. He describes his passion as setting men free. And it is my pleasure to welcome Mr. Sam Pond, male coach extraordinaire, back to Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio. And Sam, we're so happy to have you return. What have you been doing since you were last on our program in March? Dr. Ann, it's great being here. And I'm still sitting here thinking about being a feeling Columbo. I think that's brilliant. <laughs> that's exactly and I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that from, from my men because exactly what I encourage them to do. To dispassionately, to dispassionately look at their feelings and emotions from a from an observer's point of view, rather than diving deeply into their stories and oh, the poor me's and oh, I'm an angry person. You're none of those. This is all fluid. So I love that. Okay, well, I guess your magnifying glass out. We can also be a feeling Sherlock Holmes. You can adapt that to anything. <laughs> so you exactly. are. <laughs> You're a coach for men, and I believe yeah. you told me that you specialize in men who simply want to connect with women. So for our listeners, what exactly do you mean by, quote, connect with women, unquote? Well, that goes everywhere from seeing a woman you're attracted to and wanting to talk to her and being able to step into that tension with flow all the way in through relationships and... Um, and, and, and sex, anything where there are, we are face-to-face with a woman. And women, being the feeling machines that they are, uh, look at men who are caught in their heads, they're caught up in their hearts, they're caught up in their stories, and I'm sure the women go, who is it? Who is in there? Who's that? And so this is the way, if women are in the world of feeling, men learn to open their feelings, to feel flow, to set their thoughts free, to let them sub- settle. So you can be a more natural person. That way you can connect, whether it's meeting really someone on the street or seducing somebody. Yeah, I really like that because I cannot tell you in the, my past years how many dates I was on where the guy never asked me one question about myself but proceeded to tell me everything about him. <laughs> that was like... This is really boring after five minutes. I don't think I'm going to be seeing you again. Yeah. And, like and it's usually not out of, it's, excuse me, it's really not out of arrogance. It's really out of fear that they don't know, they're not connecting, they don't know what to say, and they can't tap into their natural curiosity about another person in front of them and feel them. Yes, and I think that having a men coach help with that kind of back-and-forth communication is really important because I, I think, tell me if you think I'm wrong, that men are mostly over in their left brain about figuring out problems, and women yeah. are a lot in their right brain about feelings and emotions, and we can connect the two if we know how. Very much so, so. and you, it's something you can reveal yeah. and, and teach, absolutely. Yeah. 
So you are a coach for men, as I said at the introduction. I just love this. And I believe you told me that you specialize, well, I've already, we've already covered that, men, men who connect with women. But I wanted to ask you, do you consider yourself a dating coach also? And if so, what do you do in that capacity? That's a tough question, what to call myself. Uh, certainly dating and relationships come in. Certainly sex comes in, connecting to our deeper, lower feelings of sexuality and how we connect that to the heart. Um, sometimes the after working with a guy, he'll, he'll become more natural with women, yes. But also what happens when we start to connect what we feel, learn to step into tension, how to relax into situations, that they start to change other parts of their world. One of my clients started the business plan that he had been putting off for years, but he discovered flow, this kind of flow state. And uh, so when things like that happen, I'm just as overjoyed as this thing with dating women. Hmm. I like that. And I wanna, yeah. I'm going to ask you about flow in a little bit because I think our listeners would like a more uh, intricate definition of what that means. Hmm. And I wanted to ask you also, does being a man's dating coach involve seduction? The S word. Yes, the S word. Not the F yeah. word, listeners. The S word. The S word, which is just as uh, just as controversial. First of all, absolutely, we are seducing people all the time, and when when we connect seduction with sex, we believe that oh, this is we're manipulating somebody else. Now, one of my mentors, Zan Perrion, who wrote the beautiful book Alabaster Girl. He says he has a different view of seduction. Seduction is allowing another person to do what they already wanted to do and may not have known it. Hmm. There's a big difference between seduction and manipulation. Huge difference. So it I is about we go we go back to connecting and to allowing and no the space of no judgment. Um, a woman might be brought up with a some sort of strict cultural background about sex or, or intimacy. Intimacy is probably a better word here. And it's, a, it's you're not only not judging her cultural uh, restrictions, but you're not judging her or her fantasies or what she wants. In that space of non-judgment, things, a lot of things get let go. And honestly, I think that most men and women no matter what gender you're attracted to, are really afraid of telling someone their fantasies. It's like their most private dreams that are never shared. Yeah. Is that your yeah. experience, too? It's really true. And the funny, and I, and I work with um, my clients about fantasy and manifesting and, and, and feeling in their body what they truly desire doesn't mean you're actually going to go act them out. But these fantasies are really healthy for stretching us, for helping us getting us deeper into our bodies. So, yes, share. Uh, the first time you share a fantasy with a lover is feels a little bit uh, that's a sensitive area. But if you're both connected, it's like, okay, well, we don't actually have to do that with the Roman gladiators and the, uh, and the horses and everything. But it's just... <laughs> It's you're just revealing if it's a vulnerability, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and listeners don't do that on the first date. Right? Right, Sam? Don't do that on the first date. That's an exception. <laughs> There's always exceptions, but as a general rule, no. <laughs> okay. I'm just clarifying that. So does your coaching go deeper than helping men connect with women or teaching that somewhat overloaded word called seduction? And I guess it does. You know, I've come to realize that the core of coaching, the core of everything, the foundation of everything, is love and, and helping men feel the love that they have to the world, their friends, their families, and and to start swinging all that love back to themselves. And I realized that when I show up as a coach with, really, if I have nothing but love and curiosity for the experience of my clients, they start to shift in amazing ways. And uh, I've developed a bunch of uh, exercises around how to start feeling this most sensitive part of ourselves, which just wants love. So I don't know what to call myself anymore, except... (laughs) (laughs) Coming up in about a minute of uh, heartbreak here, but I wanted to ask you what... You said you developed a bunch of exercises, and we have like 30 seconds. Could you just give us a hint about one of them? Well, it's one that uh, it kind of. This one has two parts. Is one is just sitting with yourself and to your own heart in a very sing-songy, loving way. Just tell your heart you love your heart. And what happens is, is that you have all kinds of resistances, fears, and this is stupid. I'm embarrassed. But even those are things that want to be loved. So you just start bathing. The second part. Okay. Is the mantra of I don't. Come, Sam. Sam, we're going to come back to the second part because we have to take a break. Listeners, we are here with Mr. Sam Pond, male coach on Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio. We will be right back. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business practices, and fascinating business professionals to get an insider view of how America works. The Business Hour, from 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is Around Town Movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. 
Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around town movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, around town movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's around town movers. Call them. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. I had to interrupt our wonderful guest, Mr. Sam Pond, who was telling us a two-part exercise. And, and Sam, I'm going to ask if you'd repeat the first part so our listeners get the flow <laughs> of the exercise. Yeah, it's um, and actually, I would encourage anyone to try it um, after this call because it's uh, it can be quite powerful. The first part is to simply meditate on uh, on a on a mantra, which is saying, I love you, to your own heart. And I'll, let me paraphrase this. What I, I've, I've come to realize that love is that universal, expansive energy of the universe, which is just flowing through us all the time, as opposed to fear, which is contracting us. So when you do that to your own heart, you, you are you're offering your subconscious, which is your subconscious doesn't know anything except about what you tell it, stories you tell it, and uh, then you can love resistances that come up. The second part is even more powerful. I don't know how to love myself. When you say that to yourself, it can, it's, you're, you're just speaking to an innocence that you have that you just don't know. And then your natural, innate fondness for your own innocent human experience starts to reveal itself. It doesn't sound very masculine, I realize, but it's a, it's a huge step, this, this sense of self-love. It actually is, and we just go through life, many of us, without an idea of self-love at all. We're just about getting through the day and doing our job and so on. Yeah, and listening to all those unhelpful voices which are, which are abusing us throughout the day. Not good enough, not smart well, enough, not quite, my car isn't quite good enough. That's just a rumble. You know what I call that? Yeah. I hope I won't shock anybody who's listening. The itty bitty shitty committee. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's really what it is, and we listen to it. It's about how we aren't good enough. But you believe that each man has innate wisdom. And that they're already in aware and know everything that they need to know about how to guide them to date, to romance, and to relationships. What do you mean by the term innate wisdom? Well, if we're speaking specifically about human beings have innate wisdom, uh, the that it. What it struggles against is the expectations and the assumptions of the societies and cultures that we're in. So it gets tamped down. With men, it's as basic as you're born with X, 
XY chromosomes. Your whole body is programmed to be attracted to and to be attract and to gather attraction from the opposite to to and from the opposite sex. So all the questions they have, like what do I say to her, what's a good line, how do I text, they already know the answers. And if I'm doing my job right, I just create a container where they realize, oh, so I should just tell her I'm nervous and I wanted to say hello anyway. That's so beautiful. Aww. That came out. That came. That doesn't come from me, though I do make suggestions. But they kind of know. They know this flow state is a known state inside, and it takes trust, a sense of safety, a sense of, of that it's okay. It's okay to feel what you feel. It's okay to say what you need to say. I like that because, it's, as you said, that I'm nervous that I decided to contact you anyway or text you. That's a heart melter for many women, and I think yeah. that people who, that men who are in, into how they actually feel and can own it will, will really have better relationships because they're so much more honest. Yeah, and to many men, that feels like insane advice to tell a woman how you feel because it doesn't feel masculine, uh, and yet it's immensely connective. And if you come up with a shell of confidence, whether it's uh, then they can't feel you. There's no, it's, it's like a glass and steel building. How do I get in? Yes, and not only that, I think women, uh, and I have no research to substantiate this, but it's, my experience. Women think that men who really can talk about their feelings are more masculine than those who are all closed up in their left brain, which is the intellectual side. You agree? That's absolutely. I mean, Brene Brown put it perfectly that vulnerability is power. If you can own what you feel and not make it the other person's problem. I even had a man say, he said he was feeling angry that day. And he, uh, and according to my advice, he walked up to him and said, I'm feeling really angry today. And I wanted to talk to you anyway. That was the most amazing thing I've ever heard. She was like, and because he didn't make it her problem, like, I'm not angry at you. I'm just angry. I'm, I'm a man. I own my emotions. I'm not dumping them on you. And she was so curious about him. He's showing That's up. It, because, yeah, he's showing up and he's really different. And tell us how you use the idea of innate wisdom in your clinical work with men. Oh, you know, it's just a process of me showing up with love and curiosity and, uh, and opening and opening and opening, creating a safe container for them to confess anything that's going on. And the more I, it's, I don't know, and it's just kind of magical. That's, I, 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 sometimes uh, they'll, they'll come up with things that I would never have been able to tell them or teach them. And that I have to be careful to do that my teachings or my advice or my ideas land in a place where there's fertile ground, which they've created themselves. It's just true. It's, it's um, amazing to watch one's internal wisdom, I call it come out, and it really surprises the people who allow it to come out. So, obviously, I am not a male coach, but I have many male patients who think they're just a complete fact when it comes to women. 
Do you think men who are constantly rejected by women have innate wisdom? Oh, yes. Oh, without a doubt. If, if, if I walked around thinking that some men have it and some men don't, I would not be a good coach. Um, the, it's the, it's, it's the, it's just the numbers of, uh, of blockages that they have. And some of them are cultural. Some are highly emotional. We talk about emotions and feelings. Um, they are judging what they're feeling. They are suppressing what they feel. These are, while this doesn't feel very seductive to be talking about these things, the, the pathway to connecting and eventually seduction is in allowing your experiences, loving your experience as a human being, and, and and being able to set it all free, you know, bit by bit. So the only reason we're not connecting... What's that? It reframes it, doesn't it? Yeah. It reframes how we interact. Nobody's broken. I believe there's some were broken and some were not broken, then, then I wouldn't be of much service. Men feel, a lot of men feel they're broken. It's late for me. I've never had a good relationship. I keep getting rejected. It just keeps feeding the story they tell themselves, and they keep attracting people who are broken like them, and it's a, it's a spiral. Yes, and I'm wondering, how do you guide your clients to their innate wisdom in your practice? Well, that's that's the that's the mystical part, and that um, if I show up with nothing, nothing but as I said before, love, curiosity, and answering whatever questions I have, I can for them. And if we're talking about a specific topic, to just keep exploring that until they come up with the right answer, then it's my job to say, "Well, there you go. You already knew." And then I'll add a little something to that, and then there, there's a shift that happens. Like I said, it's kind of magical. It, it is, and I'd imagine that self-love is a component. Well, actually, you said it is of innate wisdom. How do you generate self-love with your clients? Well, I do that um, through, through you know, the ex- some of the exercises and examples I gave you. Um, well, the other day I spoke with a client who was really struggling with anger and frustration at himself, at the world, at women, and we just shifted the entire conversation to what does he enjoy? What does he, if he doesn't enjoy talking to women right now, where can he? Where does joy live? How does it feel? We just started talking about joy and love, and two hours later, and the next day, two days later, he just said, "Sam, I'm wrapping up my coaching uh, with you. Uh, I'm not going to renew because I feel great." I'm just all awesome. sudden women are looking at me. <laughs> so the risk I take for setting them free. He just, he said suddenly he became magnetic. Women are looking at him and he's talking to them and he's like, who, who am I? And all we did was talk about joy. Where does he find? Because he realized with innate wisdom, he already had joy inside of him. It just hadn't come to the surface. I love how you explain this, Sam, and I think it just touches many hearts of our listeners. We are going to have to go to a break. Listeners, we will be right back with Sam Pond, Male Coach. 
Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Quick Stakes, that's Q-U-I-K Stakes, are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of Quick Stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's Quick Stakes, Q-U-I-K Stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. This is Daryl Pullis inviting you to listen to America's Homegrown Veggie Show right here every Saturday morning at 10 Eastern Time. Great guests, great tips, and valuable information about growing your own vegetables, fruits, and herbs. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works, 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, listeners, to Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio here on America's Web Radio. And we are with Sam Pond again. We are so pleased to have you back with us, Sam. And you are a male coach, and we were talking about innate wisdom. I want to ask you another question, because you recently told me that you participated in a sexual freedom workshop. That certainly perked up my ears and my curiosity, speaking of curiosity. And when I think of sexual freedom, I think of Woodstock, to date myself. What do you mean by the phrase sexual freedom? Well, this goes back to what we allow ourselves to feel and think uh, with and to, and to release shame around the things that we think and we feel. And in the world of sex, certainly our societies and cultures have come up with all these rules which I guess help a society function, but on a one-to-one, men in general uh, have a lot of repressed sexuality. And uh, this this workshop was very much about that feeling state of because we can, men can feel that they're in their heads and they can maybe they feel their hearts, but as they come down to their stomachs and into their groin area, that how do you drop your energy down? and expand your energy from below. And when, you, when you're 100% down there, now you're in a seduction state. When you combine that energy with your heart, now you are becoming a more fully felt human being. So a lot of it was about accessing that, what they call darker, darker energy. It feels dangerous or embarrassing, but once you stretch yourself down there, 
then you've expanded how you perceive the world. So yes, a lot of it was about sex and a lot of nastiness and a lot of and a lot of uncomfortableness. But it was like, wow, I'm being stressed, and you come out feeling, wow, I'm not a pervert. I just have <laughs> desires. Well, that's sexual freedom, and freedom to think about it, but I think we all want to know what you learned at the workshop. Tell us. Well, let me see now. Uh, is this, uh, <laughs> what is the rating on this television? <laughs> I have to tell you, well, we did some crazy a things. G, a G rating, we, I was just... <laughs> it's a G rating. Uh, it's the sense of allowance. It's that I am a sexual, I, part of me is a sexual being. Actually, it's all through my whole body. And that, you know, especially when I think of my own clients who don't feel they have permission to show their sexuality or their sexual interest with a woman, I like, as a basic, I think you're attractive. It's so natural in us, it's all built into us, and to be able to allow that to come out and just say, this is what I'm, I thought you were really cute. And there are times, now, I can't, I don't know your audience, but my clients have a problem saying if they saw a woman walking down the street and she had a sexy walk, to them they say, I can't tell her if she has a sexy walk, but if you say it from a place of feeling and connection, oh my God, that can light up a girl, just light her up. Why else is she walking dressing that way? Like, I appreciate you. So it's, um, no. I hope there are no psychopaths or sociopaths in your audience, so don't go doing that. But for you nice guys, oh, and in this workshop, we did everything from present on a big screen pornography, which lit us up, and we talked about it while it was playing behind us. It was so uncomfortable, <laughs> but it stressed us, and so it's okay to have these thoughts, these fantasies. Don't have to act out on them. But liberate yourself from your, you know, liberate your body. Yes, and I just want to have a little question, a side question about this, because in today's Me Too world, what do you think about a guy walking up to a strange woman and saying, oh, I just really love your sexy walk? Well, it depends what society you buy into. If you buy into the Me Too world, which has been pumped up by the media and some and and a you know, hundred well-known uh, people who uh, who were you know in their arrogance decided that they could control women by they could control and manipulate women through sex that's a whole nother that's a world that I just don't participate in I don't believe in that world but a heartfelt world where a man can show his interest in a woman, is the world that I prefer to, uh, that's a world that I choose to be in. And again, if, if it comes from a place of connection and not objectification, like this is you, you, I see all of you, and I see, and I see your sexy walk. Hmm. Okay. In the workplace, well, think... that's another issue. <laughs> that yeah. question a lot. Yes, because that's very risky, and I think we have to be 
I'm not a guy, but I think that men need to be really thoughtful about what they do or their behavior, no matter what they ascribe to. Do you, would you agree with that? Absolutely. If you're if you're coming from a place of uh, of, of, of uh, accentuating your power over another person, well, that's not a world I want to participate in. Um, and that's all those cases in the Me Too world in the last year has all been about power and manipulation, I'm which isn't sorry, uh, which isn't about sex at all. It's about power. It's using sex as a, as a tool to push your power on somebody. Yeah. Now, I've heard you say that most men create stories that limit the way they view the world and also limit the way they view the world as women. Would you explain that yeah. to us? Oh, boy, they happen all the time. It's in my, I have a whole chapter in my ebook about this. The stories that men tell themselves and tell each other about what's true and isn't true in the world of women is just amazing. It's just amazing. Um, and they perpetuate, the stories perpetuate. For example, I was in London at a workshop and uh, was with a British guy at dinner. There was a bunch of us, and he was telling us what self-entitled, unattractive bitches the women of England are. Now, my friends and I had been walking around London thinking, this town is filled with beautiful women, and they're all so nice, and we're talking to them, and just have, they're just in flow, having fun. But his filter of that world was unbreak. He didn't even know he had the filter. And so men carry these filters, like women are like this. She doesn't want to be bothered because she's reading a book. These are all stories that we tell ourselves and what we we know nothing about if she's actually interested in her book. We know not, we, and so we carry these filters. And so it's, the process is to drop the filters, drop what you think is true. Really, the world is your movie. It's not a series of photographs coming at you. You're creating... It's all learned, by the way, from how they were raised, I would think. I, I think I think so. Family, culture, religion, society. Yeah. yeah. None of it's, none of it's maybe, true. Not, well, maybe a little of it's true, but the stories, I usually ask my patients, because it's a medical model, so they are patients, um, yeah. who told you that? <laughs> but they're saying some of these unbelievable beliefs that they have, men and women both. Where did you learn that? It's so curious, and it usually comes from an uncle or a parent or a sibling or a teacher, and it's not accurate in today's world. No, and the media plays a huge part. I told, think I told you last time about the, one of my clients who we were walking around the street and he turned to me and said, Sam, you do know that we could be arrested for talking to girls in public. And this is a story that he picked up from the media, some media story, and it triggered some deep insecurity in him, which created another reason why he didn't have to talk to girls. I could be arrested. And it said him to huh. say, okay, let's, let's unravel this story that you have. Yes, and we look for proof that our beliefs are accurate. So, oh, so, so true. <laughs> Yes, and I want to know how you unravel your clients from the stories that they tell themselves. You know, when it comes to stories, stories are are deeply connected to notions, 
And sometimes with a story, you just need to shine light on it and just say, this is not true 100% of the time. And if something isn't true 100% of the time, it's not a fact. So then we get into the feelings underneath the stories they tell themselves. And when you can unravel the feelings, the negative emotions from the story, the story just becomes a story. It just sort of floats out there, and they become... And sometimes it's cognitive understanding, this is not true, and they get released on their emotions. But sometimes they need to release emotions, and then the stories lose power. Yes, and these made-up stories that females and men have can be really limiting in, in one's life. And that's why yeah. I have to trace them back, and I, I, I imagine that you discover the same thing I do, that they come from some early, early experience where they've been interjected, and now they're fact. Now they're fact, exactly. Now they're <laughs> fact, yes. <laughs> I, oh my that, I ask, is that accurate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it true 100% of the time? Well, I took a client through, and he had this story in his head, and I said, well, look, anything you look for you becomes real. And I said, well, look, we look for all the orange in the room. And they looked around, and we were in the shopping mall, and I saw orange everywhere. Where he'd never seen orange before. He said, well, there you go. That's how a story works. You look for what you look for, you see. But if you look for love, if you look for beauty, if you look for joy, you'll start seeing those things. And you'll start oh, experiencing that. that. I love the way that you put that. I'm going to steal that, okay? Done. Okay. Sure. How how do you get your clients to manage the negative voices in their heads? What I called earlier the itty bitty shitty mm-hmm. committee, because that's a challenge for me to help them do that. Yeah. Also, people call it the ego. Uh, some group calls it the saboteur, and um, and these are all accurate. But it's interesting when you think about the saboteur or the evil ego or the Diddy bitty shitty committee, that we're actually judging this voice when we do that. These voices, we assume, I used to believe that, oh, what we need to do is kick the crap out of that voice and say, go away, voice. But the voice is actually, once I realized that it's just another, it's like an emotion. It's just a, it's a sensitive part of you that's raising its hand saying, I'm scared, now pay attention to me. And once you learn to love this committee, love this saboteur, you find out why it's there to protect you, then you calm it down and say, look, it's okay. I got I got this. I know what you're saying. I love you. I'm not going to shove you into a dark room. We're going to do this together. Seems a little woo-woo, but it's actually, <laughs> it's a perspective which blows some men's minds. Like, oh, I don't have to battle the voices anymore. I just have to understand them. It sounds like freedom to me if you don't have to mm. battle that negative self-talk or the thing that great-grandma Ellen taught you years and years ago that is no longer factual. If you can just let it go in some way. Yeah. Or embrace yeah. it. Yeah. Or embrace it or understand why it's there. Yeah, you can feel the tension or the energy it takes to battle these voices. Surrender. Well, it's, it's a lifetime of a battle. Yeah. So, Sam, we're coming up on a another hard break, and listeners, we will be back 
in a few minutes with Sam Pond, Mayo Coach Extraordinaire. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business practices, and fascinating business professionals to get an insider view of how America works. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, listeners, to Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio. We are here with male coach, Mr. Sam Pond. And Sam, we uh, referred to you being a flow coach. What is a flow state and how do we access it? Well, we've all experienced flow states. Whether we're, we're doing something we love, that we've practiced, and uh, whether it's, for me, it's fly fishing. I can be in a flow state very quickly because I, I know what I'm doing. I have passion for it. And uh, people playing basketball, when you think of uh, Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or Steph Curry, when they are shooting the ball, they're in a flow state when they can't miss. And there's one way. And so we've all experienced whether we're knitting, whether we do something, we're doing something we're passionate about. The flow state exists outside of our mind. In fact, the fastest way to kill a flow state, if you're a surfer on a big wave, as soon as you think, wait a minute, how am I doing this? You're going to crash. Like, where are my toes? Should it be forward on the board or back on the board? And so flow state is disconnecting your powerful um, mind from what is flowing through your body. And this is the flow state is everything that we do. Releasing tensions, releasing emotions, understanding emotions, um, setting your thoughts 
Don't make don't make your thinking so important. Well, what does a flow coach do? Now that we understand what the flow state is, what does a flow coach do? Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, it's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's all about uh, freedom. It's everything we've been talking about. It's the it's the it's 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 being a a, a Columbo for your feelings. It's not associating so deeply with them, like oh, this is not, I am a sad man. Well, no, you just have sadness flowing through you right now. And once you start to allow and feel and even love your experience as a human being, from from the tension in your feet to the to to you know, if you're if you're turned on or if you're or, or if you're if you have a constricted heart, you don't pay attention to those. You can't have any access to flow. So it's just this feeling and paying attention, being a Columbo, being an observer of your own experience. And it's giving feelings a whole new definition in that they flow and it's just fine. Anything we shine light on or feel, can it just cannot stay, the, it just can't, it will always turn into something else. Sadness might turn into fear and fear might turn into 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 anger and then anger will turn into joy if we allow ourselves yeah. to feel them. Now, what if you're flowing and I'm not? <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that the challenge between all human beings all of the time? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, as you become, as men uh, feel, uh, understand what it means to be grounded, to be connected to the earth, to be to be in their bodies, then they can, you know, a woman who seems in front of them jumpy or distracted or 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 angry, it's very masculine to be the grounded mountain, and you can actually, through your own breathing, through attention to her, she will start to calm down and feel you and start to trust you. Like, wow, here's a man. I can be, he's okay with my emotions now. And he's okay with where my emotions are going, and that sense. And so there's a that the feminine can surrender to a masculine groundedness, and now they're in deeper state of connection. And also, Sam, you encourage your clients to be emotionally honest with women. How does that mm. work? Especially if I'm not going <laughs> with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first, the quickest way to connect with another being is to express how you. Think and feel. If I tell one thing to my clients, they say, what do I do? What do I say? I say, well, just go tell her what you think and feel. Share with her your experience in the world right now, because that is real. And well, when they, they do that... They're really yeah, afraid of rejection, right? People are really afraid of rejection. So if right. somebody goes and tells somebody what they really think and feel, what happens? Well, uh, so they come to realize that they are not responsible for another person's reality. Like, okay, I went up and said, I'm, excuse me, I feel really shy right now, and I wanted to say hello. And the woman says, I don't have time for you. Well, they start to realize that that's her, she's, she has her own reality over there. And it might be filled with heartbreak or parents might have died. Something might have happened. You're not responsible for that. So they're not actually rejecting him. They're rejecting the offer. That's all it is. That's great. I don't think many of us 
think about it that way. And I, I love that. And on the same token, you say that the key to seduction is feeling. What do you mean by that? You touched on it a little bit earlier, but maybe re-explaining it would be helpful. Well, certainly in being in your body is a huge part. No one's going to seduce, no man is going to seduce a woman with their brains. I've seen it attempted, and women look at them like they're freaks. It is, um, first of all, um, in order for men need to understand for a woman to surrender, to quote-unquote surrender to the, the, the masculine, there has to be trust. There has to be a sense of safety. You... I'm not going to, they're not going to uh, release themselves to someone that they don't trust. And a man who's in his body, knows what they want, has clarity, is very trustable. Then the rest is, is, uh, is, is chemistry. And it's also boldness on the man's part. But without that sense of, this is a, this is a person I can trust, well, there's no... Why would I open myself to the penetrating energy of man I don't trust? That's a great question. That happens all the time. Here's yeah. something that you've told me that I really am very interested in also. You said you're not a fan of daily affirmations and yeah. positive mental attitudes. Describe daily affirmations for us and positive mental attitudes for our listeners. Um, daily affirmations are your basic looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, I'm a powerful and sexy man of the world. And then you, if I say it enough to myself or whatever affirmation I have, I'm going to say it and say it. And my experience was years ago, I was getting so frustrated because I thought, this isn't helping at all. <laughs> and I realized that I didn't believe my, my affirmations. I was shoving them down my throat and it was like any advice that you get from another person that you didn't ask for, it's just you're, it's almost abusive. The shift I made is you can do your affirmations, but also accept and embrace any resistances. Explore both sides, the powerful side and the part that doesn't believe it, the part that is still wounded. And so it's an opportunity to feel that part of yourself, too. Positive mental stuff, PMAs are just like just pumping yourself up and, and uh, the next day you're exhausted and you don't know why you're so tired. That's because you just shut down your nervous system in favor of shoving positive messages down your own throat. So what you tell yourself has to be accurate. Yeah, I believe you can be very positive. Even the I love myself thing is a little bit of an affirmation. It's also, like, feel that other part of you that doesn't believe it. I don't actually love myself. Now, let's dive into that a little bit more. There's two, two sides. I certainly wouldn't advocate looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, I'm a sad sack who's no good with women. That's just a story. That's just an old story. I know that you wrote an e-book. Tell us about your book. Hmm. The title of the e-book is... Uh, you can get it on my website. By the way, it's free. Uh, it's uh, called uh, 10, thing, 10 Things That Have Nothing to Do With Women But Have Everything to Do With Women, which is basically our discussion today. <laughs> <laughs> and it touches and on, all so these, on all these things. Okay, and what's your website? It's my name, sampond, 
sampondcom S-A-M-P-O-N-D.com. And um, you have a private men's coaching practice. Tell us about that. Yeah. I uh, work with my own clients individually. Uh, we we do everything from walking around together. If they're and if they're not local, we have weekly Zoom calls with exercises and homework to help uh, accentuate the themes of the day. It's really much based on what their experience is now in the world and what they're struggling with. I also coach for larger groups, and that's where I, I travel around the world and, and uh, work with men around the world, so, and also down in Los Angeles. So. I think what you do is so important, honestly. And so you do distance distance coaching. Oh yeah, yeah, that's and, most of it. Do you have a phone number that you want to share for distance coaching? Um, you know, it's all through my website. So um, okay. and, and yeah, and most of it, I have I have clients now in um, in Switzerland and in London and in Stuttgart right now. So and they get huge shifts from from the, these calls, and we can see each other and feel each other and and be vulnerable. So, so we have uh, we're coming to the close of our show. Could you quickly tell us um, your best advice for single men in today's world in thirty seconds? <laughs> Most of the men I work with are uh, caught up in their heads. Um, just to understand all those thoughts in your head are they're not yours. Most of them aren't really yours. They've inherited them. The brainwashing we have is very real. And so to start to to look at yourself, your thoughts and your feelings from an observer's point of view and uh, with compassion and love for yourself and your experience. And then magically things start to shift with women. All right. Well, Mr. Sam Pond, it's been a pleasure to have you on this radio program again. Men, if you need help, Mr. Pond is a great resource. And it's a whole new world out there. Having a coach that specializes in men and their issues can give you a whole new entire outlook as we've experienced this morning. Thank you for listening this week. This is Dr. Ann Schiebert reminding you that only you can create your life the way you want it. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.